Hey now, welcome to the City Off Campus podcast with your two favorite hosts, Sammy Sommerfeld and Jack McFarland. Before I get into today's guest, guys, we announced on our socials the other day, we're launching merch. We, me and Jack got the hoodies on. I got the classic logo on. Jack, what logo do you have on? The flag, of course. Everybody loves yeah. a good flag. We're coming out with flags, possibly. Keep your eyes peeled. Yeah, so keep your eyes peeled. Right now, we're in the whites. Might be releasing some blacks. We'll see. If, we'll see. Um, but going into the merch, we have the person who produced it for us, and that is Sabrina Shaw. She's an Iowa soccer player, and she is the founder of Urban Wave Embroidery. How's everything going with you, Sabrina? Hey, yeah, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, great weather recently, so I'm very excited. Oh, yeah. I, I wore shorts today. It was a shorts type of weather day. As a kid from Florida, I was like, any reason to pull out the shorts? I am doing it. Damn, from Florida, I think you, uh, I would have thought you waited until it was like 80 degrees before you put the shorts uh, in. Nah, nah. <laughs> 50 to 60 is the range I'll go. But Jack will go 40 because he's from Chicago. Definitely. See, that was like my mom called me actually just before I got on this and she goes, how's the weather there? I go, I'm wearing shorts. She goes, that was my next question because I was that kid where I would wear shorts for as long as possible. Oh, I know. And, and I'd have teachers in elementary school looking at me like I had problems and that my family was neglecting me clothes because I'd show up in 20 degree weather with shorts on because it was comfortable. I was that kid. Yeah. yeah. Jack was the kid who was challenged by his friends. You're not tough. If you don't wear shorts in 20 degree weather. So Jack, exactly. long, long, point. long sleeve tees. No, just t-shirts. We don't do long sleeves here. Yeah, no, of Need course sleeves. not. But Sabrina, before we go into your business and everything, mm -hmm. I want to talk to you a little bit about your career as an Iowa athlete. So first I love talking to athletes about this. What was kind of your recruitment journey and what kind of brought you to Iowa? Yeah, I guess mine's a little different. Um, so I wasn't really looking at Iowa initially. Um, I knew I wanted to be in the Big Ten, but I guess Iowa just wasn't really on my radar. It wasn't until a uh, recruitment camp put on by my club team for all the unrecruited players my sophomore year of high school. Um, it was actually a really funny time. I had come back from ankle surgery. It was pretty minor. I just had a little bone that was like impinging something. So I was back from that, but I had just had another injury. Um, I had a massive hematoma on the inside of my thigh. So it was just like my entire thigh was purple and black and disgusting. Um, and that happened three days before this um, kind of recruitment thing. And I was like, sure, I guess I'll, I guess I'll go. And the uh, Iowa goalkeeper coach was there because he was really good friends with my club coach at the time. Um, and he saw me and apparently just thought that I was brave for going out with that. So he went up to my club coach and he was like, have her come out. So um yeah I went to an ID camp I loved the campus I just fell in love with the campus when I got here um and that's pretty much that <laughs> that's awesome so one of my questions for you as a goalkeeper is what are you kind of like when you're playing what's kind of going through your head like what's kind of the thought process is there even a thought process and you're just in a zone what kind of goes through your mind when you play yeah, so we definitely are obviously more uh, stationary than field players um, in terms of just moving around the field. But I think it's so just a lot less running, which is nice. Yeah, that may or may not have been my motivation. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> um, yeah, it's definitely just like I try to stay engaged in the game as much as I can, because if not, you can kind of just like your mind just kind of wanders. Um, you can end up not paying attention and that can lead to a lot of bad things. But um, 
yeah, just trying to stay focused in the game, but just like thinking about where you need to direct players to move, um, thinking about like where um, they need to be shifted in case we lose possession, um, where the next pass could be, stuff like that. Um, and then when a shot is like coming my way or when I think I'm like gonna have to do some stuff, then like literally just stop thinking. That's that's the best thing to do. Just rely on reactions um, and just muscle memory from all the training. Yeah. So where did where did your desire to be a goalkeeper like start? Where did that kind of originate from? Did you want did you want to play like in the field and be one of those, or did you always kind of feel like you wanted to be the goalkeeper? I did not want to be the goalkeeper. <laughs> um, growing up, I wanted to be on the field. I wanted to score the goals, um, do all the fun okay. stuff. Um, I was always on the B team though. So I was never on like the top team as a field player. And then I guess one of our goalkeepers for the like select team moved. And then my coach, I, this is my thoughts. I think he saw my parents who are six, four and six, one, and was like, oh, she's going to be tall. She'll be a goalkeeper. Um, and he kind of just made me do it. <laughs> I really didn't have a choice. He was like, you can be on the A team if you be a goalkeeper. Um, so that's kind of how that happened. And then I was like, oh, I'm kind of good at this. And yeah. It was just like it came naturally to you or you were just like, oh, well, I'm actually decent at this. Let's just see how far I can go. Why yeah, not? I mean, I played basketball at the time, too. So, like, I knew how to catch a ball, whereas, you know, a lot of the other girls would, like, duck and whatnot. <laughs> so, I guess that gave me kind of a leg up. <laughs> so, your story is pretty interesting as an athlete on campus because you've had, you know, some injuries and things that have kind of set you back from getting on the field, but you still practice with the team or still with the team. Can you kind of talk a little bit about what your role looks like right now with mm -hmm. Iowa soccer? Yeah, for sure. So I have medically retired, but not medically retired. Um, essentially with my team, I've just had good conversations with my coaches. Um, my last injury, um, I tore my labrum after dislocating it four times. Um, and that kind of just, the surgery was pretty intense but it's just not enough to repair it to where it like fully needs to be to do everything that a goalkeeper needs to do um so kind of had that conversation with my coaches and they were like it's up to you whatever you want to do and I was like I just want to be a part of the team I just want to support my teammates um so essentially what I do right now is I do all the training I do the extra work I do everything with the team um, but my role is primarily to support those that are ahead of me. Um, I just kind of try to lift them up if they're having a bad day. Um, I serve to just do services for the goalkeepers, um, you know, get the extra reps in so that they have rest, stuff like that. So, yeah, just more of a very, very supportive role. So in how, that role, how, oh, go ahead, Sam. Go ahead. No, you go. So yeah. in that role, what, how does that kind of motivate and fuel you on like the daily grind, I guess, like what motivates you if you know, you kind of can't see the field right now? Um, you know, how does that, you know, how does the extra work pay off in your mind or like what fuels you as you do it? Yeah. Um, I just know that what I do to make myself better will push, um, my teammates, those ahead of me to be better as well. Um, the better goalkeeper that I can be for my team will help the field players um, with their like finishing and everything, as well as the other goalkeepers. Um, it'll kind of just help them want to be better as well. Um, so yeah, just trying to, just knowing that like what I'm doing is going to push them as well as I really want to get better for my own sake and knowledge as well. Um, my dream's always been to go into coaching. Um, so especially if I can't get the experience as a player at this level, I'd love to just keep learning. My coach is very knowledgeable. I want to get all that info from him so that I can hopefully be a good coach one day as well. 
So you bring up like wanting to coach. Was that that moment where you knew you had to like medically retire, or just make that decision? Was it easier for you knowing that you you had that kind of thought in the back of your mind, like I want to continue with this and stay involved and get into coaching? Or was there still a moment of like, God damn, like it's over now? Or did you just move on right away after that? Uh, it was definitely not right away. Um, <laughs> you guys interviewed Sam Carey. She can tell you about this. There was one day, like when I got told I needed my shoulder surgery, I pretty much knew it was probably going to be over at that point. Um, I went and flopped on her bed and just started crying um, while she was in office hours with her professor. Um, and she was like, ah, oh, sorry, I got to go. My roommate's crying. Um, <laughs> Yeah. So I definitely like, I broke down at first and it was, it was really hard for a while. Just like knowing that, like, I couldn't do anything. I probably wasn't ever going to play. Um, especially like just the way that last season happened, um, in terms of they pulled the starting goalkeeper at one point and then they put in the next one. If I hadn't been injured, that could have been me. Um, and like just that knowledge really hurt. But since then it's just kind of like, it's kind of a stress reliever. Like I don't have to like perform to a certain level. Like I can just be me, play soccer, have fun, chill with my friends. Um, and like you said, like, I know that I'm going to be like in coaching one day. Um, so I know that I'm always going to be around the game. So that just makes me feel a lot better about it. So how do you, where did, I, was, oh, I was just going to ask where, where did like this love or desire to want to go into coaching kind of come from? Was it just for you to want to stay a part of soccer and just continue with it? Or was there someone in your life that, was a coach of yours and you were like, I want to do what they did. It was kind of a combination of things. Like I'd always like kind of considered coaching. I knew that I like, I really liked helping others and like teaching others. Like I really liked doing those things. Um, and then another injury, I tore my meniscus senior year of high school. Um, so got my surgery meniscus right before. Parties. Tore mine too. Let's go. <laughs> uh, tore it like right before um, high school season. So I wasn't able to play. Um, but the only other goalkeepers were two freshmen. So I was essentially in charge of coaching them. Um, and there's this one specific practice where I had been um, trying to teach this freshman how to like do these specific steps and she wasn't getting it. And I like took her out of the drill and I was like, okay, now do it slow. And I like, made her do it a few times and then like got her faster, faster. And then I put her back into the drill. She did it. She made the save. And I was, I was so excited. And like, that's when I knew that like, okay, this is, this is really fun. This is what I want to do. That's awesome. So <clears throat> I was curious if there are other athletes <clears throat> in a similar position as you, and they're trying to figure out, you know, what's next or, you know, how do I deal with this? What would your advice be to them? Yeah. I mean, my advice would just be to like, have fun in your sport. Like if you're just a practice player, essentially, like I am at this point, like just have fun. Like, you like you're still a college athlete not many people can say that even if you're not playing in the games you are still a college athlete like if you are here at the university you are a division one big 10 athlete like you did the work you do everything that they do you may not touch the field but like you are contributing to your team no matter how little you touch the field if not ever like you're still pushing those around you you're still like you have the opportunity to like bring up the um, atmosphere if like practices not going well for certain players you can help bring them up you can bring just that positive attitude to practice so yeah that's awesome um with like going to practice and everything you know what brings you the most fulfillment like as a soccer player now that's still a division one soccer player 
you know, cause obviously the stat sheet isn't really what's motivating you now. So what's kind of the biggest like motivator, you know, for, you know, what fulfills you when you leave practice each day or leave a weightlifting session or something like that? Yeah. Um, honestly, it's gotta just be like being with my friends and like, these are the people I'm closest to on campus. This is who I spend the majority of my time with, um, between being roommates with half of them and, um, just being on the team with them, seeing them every day. Um, I do love weightlifting. I do have a little group. We do PRs like every week now. It's really cool. It's been really fun. Um, but yeah, just the most satisfying part is just like being able to play with my friends every day and just like acknowledging that like this won't last forever and just like to have fun in the moment um, while we can is super fun. So when you practice with your teammates, is there trash talk? Do you still <laughs> deliver the trash talk? <laughs> oh yeah. Even if I can't deliver, I'm like, it's, it's even the other way now. I'm, I'm gotten to be a pretty good shooter. Cause you know, with my shoulder, I was out for like six months, but I was able to shoot for a while. So like, I'm like, yeah, I got you. I'm going to score on you. Um, it's like trying to do little things like that. It's super fun. That's awesome. So I, I wanted to, I, I don't know if this is a little premature Sam, but I wanted to talk a little about her urban wave embroidery and kind of how, how did that kind of take off and where did that originate mm -hmm. from that whole idea and, and what inspired you to kind of get into this? Yeah, just other weird stories. So like my grandma has had an embroidery them. machine. <laughs> I know I'm full of them. Um, my grandma's had an embroidery machine all my life. I know that she embroiders, but I like never really knew how it worked, never did anything with her really. But then um, summer of the first year of COVID, um, my roommate and I were in quarantine at the time because we had been exposed to someone with COVID. So we were in quarantine and we were like scrolling through TikTok and we saw those like Nike flower crew neck hoodies um, or t-shirts or whatever they were. I'm not sure if you've seen them, but they went viral for a little bit. Um, and we were like, oh, we can do that. So we like ordered some stuff for like 20 bucks, got the hoops and needles and stuff. And we just started making them. And like, she gave up after like 20 minutes <laughs> and I kept at it. And I was like, oh, I kind of like this. And then I like put it on my story and people were like, oh, can you make me one? And like, that's just kind of how I started selling those. And then I was like, these take four to five hours to make each. Um, so that's when I decided to invest in a machine. Um, so I could just make more um, just for mostly friends and family at the time. And then I was like, wait, like this could be like kind of a thing. Um, so I set up an Etsy, made some more designs. Um, that's pretty much where I am today. So how did you come up with the name Urban Wave? Definitely a random name generator. <laughs> Yo, I love the honesty. God, I would do the same shit. That's what I do for like, if I have to do a, a paper and I need mm -hmm. to get a good, good title, mm -hmm. random name generator. It, it's easy. It, it's, I mean, I searched business name generator, typed in like embroidery field, um, and then just kept hitting refresh. <laughs> That's amazing. How many refreshes did it take? Did you count or was you just, you lost count? You just yeah, it was a lot. It was a lot. <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's awesome wait so with your business what are kind of your goals with it what are you trying to do what's the short-term vision what's the long-term vision um and how do you balance doing that going to practice being a student as well as a student athlete can you kind of you know give us some insight yeah, for sure. In terms of goals, short term, um, I'm trying to get a new machine. Um, I've talked to you lots about my limitations of my current machine. Um, 
but yeah, I'm just trying to get a bigger machine so I can do more. Um, I'll be able to do hats and all sorts of fun stuff, larger field. Um, so I'm really trying to do that. I've got to raise quite a bit of money. Um, shoot, I might be in someone's uh, tutoring room. <laughs> oh. Oops, that's okay. Um, anyways, yeah, so short-term goal is just trying to get that new machine so I can just do more things, um, create more products for people. And then long-term, long term, I'd like to create my own designs. Um, I'm really, really passionate about mental health and body positivity. Um, I've gone through a lot of injuries. I've been through um, lots of just mental health issues um, associated with that, um, as well as just some like eating things and all this stuff. And I know that so many other people, especially athletes have done that as well. Um, so my goal with that is just to bring more awareness um, and to mental health and stuff, reduce the stigma surrounding that by making kind of like funny quotes that also relate to mental health. Um, I don't know, it's a really cool idea. I'm working on it, um, stay tuned. <laughs> um, in terms of the life balance, I have no time. <laughs> um, no, I'm involved in a lot of stuff, but it's just about like making a schedule and sticking to it. I write everything down. I'm very like color coordinated. Um, I know like what I need to get done each day. And if I know I can't get it done in a certain day, then I like try to really focus on getting it done first thing the next day. Um, talking to people, um, I might not have as much time to like hang out with people as much, but like making sure that when I am with them, I'm making the most of my time with people, stuff like that. Yeah, that's awesome. So as an entrepreneur, what have been the biggest challenges you face and what have been the most rewarding experiences you've had so far with your business? Yeah, um, it is very challenging to get sales on Etsy. <laughs> I have like 11 sales, I think, total in like a year. Um, I've definitely sold more through like Instagram and other stuff like that, but just getting it started on Etsy has been really hard, like getting that recognition, getting like even a TikTok or my Instagram, like getting that more uh, views has been really difficult. Um, but it's been really rewarding. Um, some of the stuff that I've been doing has been like outlines of pictures um, and like creating like line drawings out of that for people and putting them on sweatshirts. And like one of the ones I did recently was like of a woman with her dog and like the dog had like recently passed away. And so like, that was just really rewarding to do that. And I know I had done one as well for my dog who passed away um, this past summer. So that's been really nice to be able to just like do that for people and just like create that kind of satisfaction and recreate that memory for them. Yeah, I see. I'm, I'm actually on your, um, I'm on the Instagram right now for the page and I, I'm going through all of these and I, I love, <laughs> I, I love them because it's not like the designs themselves, they're not like overly insane in terms of like complexity, but the simplicity of them is just, it's what you want, especially for like some of the sororities that you've done work with. Like you just, you put the colors they want and you you, you dial up the letters a little and it looks, it's timeless. Like in, in this dog one, I, I fucking love dogs, by the way, you hit me with a heart throb right here yeah, Big dog if jack's, yeah if jack's home you'd see his dogs running all over the podcast <laughs> yeah they, they're, they're the guest hosts they always hop on and say hi like oh, Luke the lovers. god god bless him but um how did you um was it always kind of in your your plan for this business to try and tap into the greek life or did that kind of just happen organically and that opportunity kind of came because i feel like that's greek life's you know i wouldn't say it's huge here because the university <laughs> hates it but like it, it's still too big in terms of like merchandise and wanting stuff to like wear around. Like, was that part of your, 
your process or did that just kind of come about naturally? Yeah, that was not intentional because I know nothing about sororities. Having never been in one, I don't know people who are in them here. Um, I was very disconnected from that world. And like, that's where most of my like Etsy sales have been, have been the like custom sorority designs. Um, so I've been exploring that a lot more. I'm hoping to get some merch deals with some of the sororities on campus here coming up soon. Um, so that's been really exciting, but definitely not what I thought it was going to be, but I'm excited about it. That's awesome. I would say, what have your, I'm curious, what have your teammates thought about you starting your own business? Because I think in today's landscape, a lot of athletes, you know, are looking for NIL deals and for businesses to come to them. Rather, you're a business owner and an athlete, kind of a rare combination. So what have some of your teammates and other athlete friends kind of thought about that? Um, in terms of my business specifically, they just love it because they know they can come to me and be like, hey, you want to like make this for me real quick? Um, so in terms of that, like they, they love should it. get charged. They should they get do, charged. They do get okay. charged. Good, good. They do. <laughs> but one of my teammates literally came up to me like the other week we were doing a uh, um, for Valentine's Day, we we're doing like Secret Santa Valentine's um, with each other. And one of my teammates had had her towel stolen from the laundry. So the teammate who had her as her gift was like, hey, I got her a towel and I want you to like write her name and be like, this girl's name's towel. Um, and I like did that like in a day or two. Um, so like they love it that they can just like do random stuff like that. Um, a lot of them are like, how the heck do you have time for that? And I'm like, I don't. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. <laughs> what would be so would are you hoping to continue this business post-college or are you kind of hoping it's just a college hustle type of thing or what's kind of the you know longer term vision with it i'm curious yeah i think i will continue it as long as i can as long as i have time for it um especially with these um with the whole mental health stuff i'm trying to create like my own designs have my own stock mm -hmm. um that way i'll be able to um focus on just like having a stock and getting that out it'll be a lot easier than what I'm doing right now which is getting the order ordering the crew neck creating the design and then like stitching it out which just takes a lot longer mm -hmm. um so I think I'll be able to continue it especially in a grad school I want to go to grad school here that'd be the goal um but yeah well then I have to follow up with yeah. what what are we studying at grad school oh yes uh physical therapy okay all right and kind of just to like pivot even more towards Iowa because we've been talking a lot about your business uh soccer all of that being here Iowa like what restaurant would you go to right now if you had to go get a meal right now um I mean my go-to is always bread garden I don't know if that's just like because of the athletes and the whole black card thing it is yeah <laughs> I was there earlier today. So like, what, what can I say? Yeah, I was going to say bread garden or get fresh. Uh, I like it fresh, but it's too expensive. How expensive are we I, talking? It's really expensive. Like 15 bucks for like a bowl or something. Um, I like to get two meals out of my black card. Oh, so smart. I got to yeah. go to the cheaper route. Yeah. Cause I was with an athlete today and she used her black card and I was like, okay, just have to pull that on me while I have to pay for my food. Great. Yeah. Sorry about it. So going on with that one and I, and then this is staying on the food topic of Iowa and Iowa city. 
I have a personal gripe and I've been asking a lot of people this opinion. I think Polly Eyes is the worst pizza in Iowa City. I, I firmly believe this and I don't know if you've had it, but I think having the, the guys in front with the white hats and like putting the sauce on the dough, it's all a front. The pizza stinks. And I want to know if you've had it and you share the same you know, belief that I have. I have not had it, but I, my roommate likes it. <sighs> all right. I see it's at the point where I actually would almost prefer Gumby's more than Polly Eyes. I know. Ooh. Right. Right. It, it, it's, it is interesting. It, pizza. And I also haven't had Wigan Pen yet. Have you? I've, I, sorry, no, I've no, I don't think so. Heard it's the best. I went, I went last week for the first How time. was it? I gave Did it you get rating. pizza? Yeah. We, that's why we went. We went to try Good. it because I'm doing my pizza reviews remember okay and what'd you give it me and my buddy were doing pizza it's my last semester we're like we got to rank what the best pizza in iowa city is okay let me go to my list you have a full list yeah i gave it a seven two i gave it a seven two it's a pro rating i want to hear some of these other grades see what else you got on there um the other ratings we have i mean we've only done two so far it's that and liner liner i gave a six six yeah, I would put liner at like a five seven. Yeah, like you you could get a a big bready piece of cheese and sauce, and it's like, is this even pizza or is it a loaf of bread? And it's like, oh, it's one dollar on Sunday. I can't complain that much. I'm a college kid. Yeah, no, I'm. I'm the. I'm sick of airliner pizza. I haven't had it since I was a freshman. <laughs> Same. Going off of favorites i want i love asking athletes this question i asked sam this actually when she was on her podcast pre-game routine mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. pre-game music choices well seeing as i am sam's roommate and uh she has the say in this relationship because she's the starter <laughs> um we listen to her pre-game music um it is i got a feeling yep um i remember what else was on but there? I thought she calls her mom during it too or something, right? Um, she calls her mom after every game or oh, after the game. Yeah. Her mom is usually there. If she's not oh, there, God. she calls her. Um, no, before the games, it's always the same. It's the same song, same order. We always end on I get a feeling or I got a feeling. I believe. I believe that's when we end on. It's been a while since we've had a game. <laughs> um I don't really have much of a pregame routine anymore. I used to, uh, it's kind of embarrassing. My pregame song used to be Titanium okay. by David Guetta. But would you <laughs> sing it? Would you listen to it or would you sing with it? Because yeah, that's, that's one of those where I, I feel really like it's it's a great song to sing along with. And if you have headphones in, yeah, you could sound like trash, but it's still a banger song to belt out for I everyone would, else. I would sing it out loud. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Full respect. Mm-hmm. I would do the same. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then... My last question for you is if you could have three people, celebrities, athletes, whoever, rep something you've made, mm. who would the three people be? Oh, my gosh. Oh, but. that's hard. Um, I was not expecting this question. Also, <laughs> that's, a, fair that's a really good question. Yeah, I'm really bad at celebrities and names oh, and yeah, whatnot. Uh, here, here, I'll switch it up a little bit. Three okay. Iowa athletes. Rep your Three stuff. Iowa athletes. Okay. Uh, Caitlin Clark. Okay. Easy <laughs> part. Got the reps. Um, let's see. 
Leah from track because I love her story. Um, she's mm-hmm. very open about her eating disorder in her past. And I would love to like rep that and help her get the word out to the mental health community. Love her for that. Um, Sam Carey already reps all of my stuff. Like I said, she's my roommate. <laughs> I made her like five things. Um, let's see who else. One of the football guys, Logan Lee, love that guy. Okay. He could, he could wrap my stuff. That'd be cool. <laughs> I like that mix. I like that mix. Mm-hmm. Jack, do you have any final thoughts or questions? Yeah, Sam, I'm going to take your question that you, you always ask people. Sabrina, what's it meant to be a Hawkeye? What does it mean to you? For me, it just means being like a good teammate, um, being a good person, um, having fun with what you do in your sport, um, supporting the community. Hell yeah. All right. And then last, last question on your visit to Iowa, because you weren't really even looking at Iowa. Did the, did the Pentecrest Hill come across and you were like, oh, this kind of looks like hell. <laughs> no, when I drove it, when I drove in, it was uh, past the boathouse on the river. Um, that was my first view. It was snowing. It was like February at night. It was just really pretty. I could see like the city in the distance, like cat lit all lit up. Um, that was my first view. And I was like, wait, this is actually kind of cool. <laughs> and then was there, was there ever a moment? Cause you, you're from Indiana, correct? Correct. Was there ever a moment where you had like a feeling and you were like, God damn, Iowa has bad winners. Or were you always just like, oh, they are what they are. They're the Midwest. Honestly, it's about the same as Indy. Yeah. No, I, so I was like, it, it's cold, but is what it is. It is what it is. I mean, the coldest it got was our freshman year we had that like polar vortex mm-hmm. and I was living in Catlett at the time. And there was like no yeah. reason to leave Catlett. You could just go downstairs, eat, go back into your room. Yeah. That was brutal. Pretty sure. I, I think someone might've passed away from that, but yeah, either way. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was insane. How cold did it get? It was like colder here than it was in Antarctica for like a yeah. day. And that yeah. was, it was like, I wasn't was a cool here flex. for that. Yeah. I wasn't here for right. that. So, right. That was a cool cold. flex to have. That was cool. That was like, hey, look at us, guys. We have it harder than everyone else. We're way colder. I was looking at transferring to a school back in Florida at that time. (laughs) All right. Last, last question, though. What was your first experience or memory going to an Iowa sporting event? Not soccer related. Um, the first Iowa one I went to was probably on our official visit when we went to the football game. Um, and we were all like VIPs and we got to walk out onto the field during warmups. Um, and like seeing that and just being in Kinnick in that environment and like seeing these like seven foot tall dudes, like warming up on the sideline next to us was so cool. Um, I just love seeing that atmosphere and like, yeah, that was, that was really cool. And you got any more to wrap? Now let's wrap this thing up. This was awesome, right. Sabrina. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, thank you for coming on. Thank you for helping us get this merch on underway. And for everyone yeah. that's still listening, keep your eyes peeled. I mean, we're going to have more coming out. Look Sabrina's on the socials. Absolute, Sabrina's an absolute killer with it. I mean, check out her Check out her social. Let me pull it back up. Urban Wave Embroidery. It's urban underscore wave underscore embroidery on Instagram. Give her a follow. Check out her designs. They're killer. Sabrina, we can't thank you enough for coming on again, like always. Not the same time, same place. We'll see you guys later.